0: that kind
1: of a series. Face-off, one, it's all over! The Flyers have won the second in a row! The Flyers have won their second consecutive Stanley Cup!
2: And drops it off for the carry on by Claude Giroux. Giroux holding, gets around in front. Well,
1: Playing cross-ice, boxes to
2: Hayes, Hayes to the back end, and he scores! recording. I think it's recording. Go ahead.
3: All right, cool. Hey, what's going on everybody? Jesse here from Flyers Alley along with Eric, our tech producer. Uh, We're here today to do a very awesome interview. Today's interview is with former Flyer Lehigh Valley Phantom and current Rochester America's left winger. All of our fans here. Let's give Flyers Alley welcome to Taylor Lear. We're gonna bring him in real quick. What's going on, Taylor? How you doing?
1: Doing good, thanks. How are you doing?
3: Doing great. Doing great. Um, unfortunately, this was our first live on Facebook and it didn't end up working out. It may go live at any second. So good. half of this may go live and half of it might not, but we're gonna record it anyway. Okay. So uh again, thanks again for coming on. It means a lot. Uh I'm a huge fan. Huge, huge fan. I was uh, I don't know if this is talking out of turn, but I was really, really pissed off when, you know, the whole Justin Bailey thing happened. Um you know, I thought that, you know, you were a great addition to the team, but uh, you know, things go the way they are. So uh, you know, just get on with this and see yeah. how you're doing.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um Yeah, I had a long, a long uh Stint in in Philly and Allentown, where the two uh, NHL and AHL teams play, and um, it's too bad that that happened. But um, from my experience now, and with the Buffalo Buffalo Sabres organization, uh, it's been it's been great too. So um, you know, I've obviously I've, I have reflection times of reflection where I look back and um, kind of go over what happened in Philly, but um, it is what it is, and I had good times and there's some frustrating times too.
3: Right, right. You've uh, you've had quite a career, actually. I want to get into that a little bit. Uh, he played three seasons with the Portland Winter Hawks. Uh, obviously, like you yeah. said, you went to to Phantoms, the Flyers. Uh, you know, is there uh any chance to maybe see you back, or would you want to come back to Philly? I don't know if you're allowed to talk about that or not, but no.
1: I'd definitely be open to it. Um, I my goal is to. You know help a team win and get back in the NHL. Um, I think that's every player's goal and that plays pro hockey, so but yeah, I'd definitely be open to it.'
3: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, can go ahead with Scott's question.
2: Yeah, uh, one of our uh, guys one part of the group, his name is uh, we call him Scotty Longwind um, and he has a he had a question for you it was uh where did you when did your love for the game start?
1: Um, I don't know if it was at any point specifically, but I think it just came over time as a kid. I mean, I got skates for my second birthday, so I was flying around on those things from a young age. And uh, we had a backyard rink, so I think it just developed naturally. You had a backyard rink? Oh, yeah. My dad would uh, put the boards up, um, lay a sheet of plastic down over top of the grass and then uh yeah you just flood it like that and um i had a rink for like probably from when i was around two until i was probably 15 in our backyard it was awesome it's cold here in the winter so you get consistent ice for like uh probably december till march so it's great yeah it's awesome. Yeah, our winters isn't like summer anymore. Yeah, especially when you're younger too. Like uh, I think the the little kids' teams they don't practice like a lot. So um, unless you want to go uh, to any outdoor rink, it's nice to have that in your backyard where you can just go outside and play for a bit.
3: Absolutely. Um, uh, with that With that being said, uh, is there any way you can like kind of take us on a walk? Uh, like when you started, you know through all of your, uh, you know, from juniors and from when you started juniors to where you're at right now?
1: Sure. How early do you want me to start? As far as, as far back as you're willing to go. Okay, well, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be brief, but uh, I started out as – I always like to score, but I started out as a D-man. I played D until uh, I was 13. And then when I was 13, I switched – and then I got into the the bantam draft for the W or for the CHL, and I I'm in the WHL because I play in the West. So the the WHL draft was when I was 14. So I switched the year before to forward, and then I got drafted by Portland. Um, played in Portland for for three years, uh, 17, 18, 19, and then instead of going back for my 20, I went pro, and I started with Lehigh. And then I got called up for the first time, my second year pro to Philly. Um, and then I was up and down for that year and my third year. And then my fourth year pro, I made the flyers. And then, uh, my fifth year was 18, 19 and, uh, I got traded to the Buffalo Sabres. And then this year, uh, I had shoulder surgery that had me out until December and I played the rest of the year uh, in Rochester.
3: Yeah. Well, you wanna take care of that, Eric? For
2: yeah. Uh okay right at the bottom. Where um were there any trails or um I can't even say that. Tribulations, <laughs> Eric tribulations sorry about that (laughs) were there any trails or tribulations of you wanting went that you went through in your years with the flyers organization if so what were they
1: like struggles or good times Um, What what do you what do you mean by that did did you have any
3: yeah i would say like tough times you went through something that had to do with like being in um, Philly. There was a, anything, any adjustment you had to make from, you know, from playing from the Winter Hawks and the other teams to come to Philly.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. I understand. Um, I mean, nothing that would be like any different from any other uh, pro player. I don't think like just the adjustment from junior hockey where you're playing against teenagers to men like when i came in as a, as a 20 year old like i'm already i'm already on the smaller side as a player and as a 20 year old I, w- I wouldn't say i was 100% developed physically yet and you're playing against men and i thought that was an adjustment period for me like how to maneuver on the ice with you know timing where i'm going to be at a certain time to make uh, it just like li- little things like that that sometimes uh people uh forget to think about as a player like we have to make those decisions and there's a lot lot bigger guys on the ice
3: Mm-hmm. Now I, I got, this is kind of one that I've read I have a book called uh, 100 Things Flyers Fans Should Know Or Do yep. Before They Die <laughs> And uh, it's a, Are you familiar with it? No, no, that
0: sounds like a cool book though
3: It's, uh, I haven't been through The whole thing because I'm not really that big of a reader <laughs> But yeah. uh, my wife got got it for me So uh, the uh, there was a part It's literally at the beginning And it, it's quoting Danny Breer and uh, he was basically saying, you know, his mindset when he came to Philly, a free agent, you know, when he, he was so happy to be, well, he, basically his choice was already made. that That's where he wanted to go because of how he's heard from other people about how much of a huge family the Flyers organization was. Could you, would you say, like, from your experience that that literally is, like, that's something that is true that everybody would say that almost every, every single flyer has said
0: that that's kind of the deal. Absolutely. You kind of get that that sense when you get to your first camp or be around that setting for the first time. They have so many like legends that are alumni still involved with the team and at all the events and watching the games. And uh, I met uh, Danny Breer a couple of times um, up top during the games. Um, and he was always so nice to me and, I was just very appreciative that he, like, he would, he would go out of his way and approach, like, a younger player himself and introduce himself and stuff. And I thought that was really cool as a young guy. Um, so, yeah, that stuck with me, and I think that's a trickle-down effect from, you know, all the guys um, sticking around and being a part of it still.
3: Yeah, he's actually got – I just learned about – I think it was like a month ago
0: that he actually, like, I think, owns a team in Maine called the Mariners. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but I think I heard the guys uh, talking about that. Pretty cool. Yeah, with uh
2: with with him, he's he's at, what I was he, I heard about him that he he's the like the president because Comcast Spectacor, the ones who own the Flyers, who owns the Phantoms and all that, is the team is where they work with him. And then like if to say the Flyers drop, the Reading Royals at some point they have a backup team right there in Maine to where they would help out either way, which what I'm hearing on that.
3: Do you, uh, do you think it's a better way leading into the more non-physical aspect of the sport? Or do you think that, uh, you do need that physical
0: physicality and uh, the enforcer role in the sport still. Uh, both. Um, I like the speed game. It suits my game, and I think just generally as like a as a sport overall, it's it's great for fans and watching. And I think once people see the game of hockey live, or like it's just it's it's hard not to like it, and it's hard not to watch. I think once once they actually see it and take in how fast and um how athletic the players are and then the physical side for sure I think that they need to keep in the game uh to a certain extent I mean obviously the headshots are one thing but um just kind of the accountability of not being an idiot on the ice sometimes there has to be a fight or a guy sticks up for himself that type of thing or sticks up for a teammate um sometimes like the league just has to uh police itself a little bit and um I think the 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 physical or the more physical guys in the league right now do a good job of it and there's kind of that gray area now with all the headshots and the big hits and uh fighting and but I I, I totally think that we need to keep uh the physical stuff in the game. With uh Okay, so just I guess this would kind of
3: be like a two parter and I I only have one more after this. I'll yeah. uh, let everybody get on with their days. Um with that being said, this is kind of a Personal question of mine because, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not a huge Wayne Gretzky fan. Okay. For the reason of, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the, uh, the, um, documentary Ice Guardians. Yep.
0: Well, so Ryan, he coached me.
3: Uh, oh, did he? We had, we had him on at the beginning of the year. He was very, He's, very interesting guy.
0: Yeah.
3: He, um, and now – and actually, what during his the interview we had with him, it was, it was kind of cool seeing how he obviously was the enforcer that he was and the, the route that he's taken after being, you know, obviously a, a fighter and such with the CBD oils and all that. And he's, like, really supporting uh, Danny Carcillo with, you know, what he's going on with the CT yeah. and everything. Um, with, with all that, do you – and like I said, this is a personal question. I ask everybody um, – do you think Wayne Gretzky would have scored as many goals as he did if there weren't uh, Semenko and McSorley to protect him? Oh, that's a good
0: question. Um, well, I don't, like – I don't know if I can answer that to 100% truth because I never really watched him. I mean, that would be a great question for my dad. but um, Right. Just from – I guess. I, I, the answer has to be yes because – You'd be crazy to take a run at Gretzky because you know those guys are there. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, if if they're not there, though, I'm saying.
3: Well, I guess it's kind of a double-edged sword situation. It is. It really is. I didn't even think about that (laughs) until until you just said that. Um, Yeah, it's just it's always – I mean, until recently, I think it was this year with the Flyers getting, like, you know – the, the younger the younger players and it, it is turning into more of like a speed game even with them which no one ever thought would ever happen um, yeah I was a I was a guy that enjoyed like watching a fight and I thought that the, phys, the physical aspect of the game needs to be there now I'm like completely almost
0: over the fence and I just I just don't think it needs to be there anymore um, yeah I mean I I can see both sides of it but sometimes you get players that uh, just go over the edge a little bit and you know sometimes the rest the refs miss things and the game has to you have to be accountable on the ice as a player too i think and sometimes fighting like when i to say fighting i don't mean guys like knocking each other out but you got to compete in a fight against a guy if you've done something over the line right um, maybe some people don't agree with that but that maybe or maybe that's just because i grew up playing that way like in junior and throughout my six years pro so far, like, um, maybe that's just the way I think, but, um, yeah. So, so the answer is you do think
3: Gretzky would still score those goals?
0: Yeah, he would. Yeah. You don't think so, or you do? Well, it's like I said,
3: it's, it's, it's now, now that, you know, someone knowledgeable is actually going up against me with, with, with the answer. Everyone is usually yes or no. I don't really get like an answer back. Um, now, yeah, you know, it's kind of it's kind of difficult because I mean the guys when they traded when they traded Gretzky from the Oilers to the Kings they wouldn't trade him without getting McSorley. That's why. Right, but like who if those that, guys if weren't, weren't there.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Right. Well, I'm saying like if those guys weren't there to protect him, if there weren't the guys that were protecting Gretzky on that on the teams he was on, do would he have scored those goals? I don't think he would have, but at the same time those guys were there. So I mean the answer has to be yes. I think you're right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying too. Like I'm to I think that great I think yeah, players are good. Like he would have found a way probably to still score that many goals. Right. But who knows? Unreal player.
2: Plus, yet plus, you had to think about it too. It was a different timing hey. when he was playing, where it was a lot of bigger. It wasn't as many big guys on the ice as they are a little bit yeah. now. To where that it was, he was more slow and pace and steady. And Gretzky. and nowadays it's fast pace of running. But I would I would say this: I know, you've been watching with the hockey a lot. Do you think? Ovechkin, how he's, how he's been playing from, from the beginning of his career up. You think he's actually going to pass,
0: uh, Gretzky's record? Uh, uh time will tell. Um, it's incredible how much he scores, though. Like, uh, it's, all, it's, it seems realistic now, and he's proven it every year that he just keeps scoring. He's been scoring more every year the last like five years, I think. And it's crazy. He's so good at at what he does. Scores like crazy.
2: Yeah, and I I done a lot of research with him, and he's like, you know, he his lowest totals and scores in the NHL is only thirty five goals. That's it. Nothing more than thirty.
0: And he had a shortened he had a shortened season in there too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know what you're saying. He had a couple of thirties. Yeah, but he, And that's, like, I'd... bad for him. It's crazy.
2: <laughs> if he, it's To him, it's like he doesn't hit 40. It doesn't seem like it's a good season for him.
0: <laughs> no, it's
1: crazy. He's so – yeah, he's such a good scorer. It's crazy. I mean, he's
3: got TJ Oshie on his team, too. So, I mean, yeah. He's yeah. got a good setup. He's got a really, really good setup. Yeah. Um, so, this is the last question I'll have. Like I said, I'll let everybody get on with their day. Uh, what do you think the future – Of the remainder of the regular season is going to be or do you think it's going to go straight to the playoffs
0: I don't know man I think I'm in the same boat as you guys it's a hard one to predict and uh, I think the league will do its best job to try and keep everyone safe and also try and get fans you know the games that they want to see for playoffs we'll see what happens I, I, I have no idea I'm waiting to find out too
3: all right. Well, with that being said, I guess uh, this will wrap up the interview with Taylor Lear. And uh, thanks a lot for coming on, dude. I know I kind of kind of chased you around a little bit. I'm really, really, really impatient. It's a huge problem. <laughs> but that's all right. Yeah, you know, just wanted. To, it was it, like I said. It's it's a big deal for me. You're one of my favorite players, so I definitely wanted to get you on and get get in here. So hopefully, thanks, we'll see you back Appreciate in Philadelphia, it. man. I definitely want to see you back in Orange and Black. You guys take care and stay safe. You too, man. You too, man. Thanks hey guys. a lot. Yep, yeah, anytime. Bye. Eric,
0: what do
3: you know? i from downtown.
2: Driving all the old men crazy. The boys are
1: making town